because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. I got Mars. I got Mars. I got Mars. I got Mars. <laughs> and Lily and Grandpa said this was a kid's toy. <laughs> Wait till I break this nose to the world. Your Majesty, ladies and gentlemen, it is with a great deal of pleasure that I modestly accept this Nobel Prize in Science. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun millions, billions, trillions, quadrillions of hours of consistently new and amazing content pumped out of a hundred different streaming services every hour of every day. We shun it all. Simply to watch uh, a show that's simply growing on me, uh, a sixty-year-old <laughs> uh, sitcom about a dim-witted Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. Uh, my name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter. And joining me, as he always does, sitting on one side of the Frankenstein-headed table, Keith. Hello, hello, this is Keith. I too am a monster hunter. And then across the table, taking the headphones off of his nearest neck bolt, putting them on. Thank you, Terry. Uh, mm-hmm. Is the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry? That's right. Am I am I picking up signals from a uh, from from? Is this from, where is this coming from? Is this from Mars? Is that right? Hello. I am at the basement of mm-hmm. Mars. <laughs> oh, oh. in the basement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, last week I was in the basement of the Alamo. This week I'm in the basement of Mars. Hmm. Makes sense. You're a basement fan. I get it. Hmm. I am a basement. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a band called Basement too? I'm sure there is. It's got to be Pavement. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> pavement, Basement. It's all the yeah. same thing. Yeah. I, I couldn't even name a Pavement song or a Basement song. Either way, mm-hmm. gentlemen, about, how we doing? What about a Crawl today? Space? You got a Crawl, crawl Space? Crawl Space? Oh yeah, I know all sorts of Crawl Space songs. Crawl Space shanties. <clears throat> yeah. Ooh, Crawl Space shanties. Nice. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I. I got this weird pizza today. It was a cheeseburger pizza, and it had mustard and pickles on it. That sounds amazing. It was such a weird taste, but yeah, I kind of loved it. I love so. pickles on pizza. <laughs> um, Derek, up your way, there's that uh, Zafiro's pizza. Yep. And I do believe they have like a bacon cheeseburger pizza. Yep. They sure uh, do. And it's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There isn't a whole lot of good pizza in the Milwaukee area. There's a few spots, but... Nothing convenient. In my little town, the best pizza is Domino's. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I like Domino's enough. Yeah. So. I mean, of all the cheapo pizzas, there could be far worse. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Like Pizza yeah. Hut. Not a sponsor uh, yeah. of the show. <laughs> Anti-sponsor. So I'm having a good week. Um, <laughs> as we record, uh, the time that we record this, it's, uh, it's a short three-day uh, work week for me that just wrapped up and uh, next week I only have a two day work week and I think I have like a three day work week the following uh, week after that and then a four day work week 
It's like a little wow. stretch of not having to work full weeks is very nice. For all those people keeping score at home for Keith's uh, work schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and none of those are half days where I come in, take the money, take off the morning, come in the afternoon. Which Nothing is the like most that. Pointless reason for a half day ever, <laughs> unless you have something you have to do in the morning. What about you, Derek? You pickles on to? pizza, hmm. very tasty. Uh, yeah, deep surprised. fried pickles, also very tasty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, very. My one son loves them. In fact, uh, when we, when we're driving up north, my mother asked uh, what my kids wanted for their birthdays because they're coming up. And youngest child said pickles. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, fried pickles. Any kind <laughs> wow, of pickles. Good memory too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he wants a big jar of like those really like those ones that you kind of like hold in your hand and eat. Oh, like oh, at the movie yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those like yeah, but good ones. I never understood that giant jar of pickles at the movie theater. Like, who would get a pickle <laughs> a, to watch a movie at a theater? Yeah. I had those at my uh, uh, swimming pool back in the day when I was like in high school. I would order those all the time. They're so good. Mm. Giant pickles. I, I used to go to a, a restaurant and they would have those uh, uh, as part of the salad bar, like a big like barrel of them. Like, and they were cut That's in one half. Hell of a salad bar. Yeah, they were cut in half, so you can only. But like, they were still like giant. They this size like like a baked potato, basically. Oh. A baked potato sized Oh my god! Pickle. Yeah, they were huge. It was That's great. A lot of pickle. Yeah, but he he likes to drink the pickle juice. He likes he eats pickles <laughs> for snacks, and that's what he likes. So and he loves fried pickles, which is where that got the reference from. Sorry, I I my mind's all over the place today. That's all right. Continue. Lost, lost in pickle, whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> today we are talking about season one, episode eighteen. If a Martian answers. Hang up. Too long of a Look, title. That is advice for life. It, it <laughs> is. Uh, but before we get into that madness, we have other madness to take care of. So I've lit a candle. I pulled it off the shelf. We're walking down the hallway. Watch out for the cobwebs and the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I guess there's, it's just, Wait, it's, there's baskets of fruit hanging in this hallway. Oh, just don't mm-hmm. hit your head. Well, it's a long like, hallway. You got to get a yeah, snack you know, like, the way down. It's like those banana baskets that are there, like so they can ripen, right? Mm-hmm. They have the gas station and stuff. Uh, so watch out for those. Watch out for the low hanging fruit. <laughs> um, watch out for mice. Uh, to the wrought iron gate, open up. <laughs> Walk in, set the candle down. Boy, this is getting lengthy every time. Uh, this hallway all gets the spiders. longer. Oh, watch out for the ghost. I'm just going to make it real long now. There's a ghost. Oh, God. But there's a ghost in here now. Oh, it's that guy. Uh, yeah. He lost yeah, his head yeah. or whatever. He likes to watch. We he likes were... to yeah. use, oh, God, use yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him. Mm. Mm. He's been He's here DTF. the whole time. Hand down the front of his pants, waiting for us to get here. <laughs> Uh, this is his favorite part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yep, because because I say this, I pull down the Monster Hunter Almanac, open it up, present it to Keith as I'm like an altar boy to Keith's Monster Priest. <laughs> and for the Monster Hunter Almanac factoid, fact, tidbit, sheet, uh, shit, song <laughs> of the week. All right, and today we are uh, opening up to uh, spot seven fourteen. Spot seven fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so every now and then we, you know, especially when we're in Skooma, we kind of we kind of go into IMDb and we we look through and we check out filmographies and any little notes, um, uh, any extra things that maybe Terry hasn't found by looking. When you up say we, you mean you? 
Well, no, like when Terry's like, you know, things that he doesn't find on the obituary pages of people yeah. that he's looking up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, w- one of the things that I noticed on there was they have trademarks for everybody. Mm. Mm. Um, I think like one of the people that we talked about once before was, you know, uh, you know, big shoulders or something. Somebody else was, uh, I think big breasts or something like that was their, their things. So I figured let's, let's look into, um, what are the trademarks that our, our lead actors have in the monsters? Uh, okay. Okay. And we're looking yeah. at spot. He's not even an actor. I, it's just part of, it's just the Psalm. All right. Oh, okay. uh, all right. Yeah. 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 So Fred Gwynn, he has four trademarks. Okay. Deep, yeah. Deep commanding voice with a slight southern twang. Mm, okay. okay. Sure. Characters who often spend too much of their time frowning. All mm. uh, right. Towering height. Yep. Best known for his iconic role as Herman Munster on the Monsters. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's okay. his trademark? That's his trademark? Yep, I don't that's know. Trademark. I, of yeah. all of them, that's the most trademarkable. Nobody else can claim that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For now, yeah. Uh, Yvonne DiCarlo, she has five trademarks. Is the fifth one best known as her role as Lily Munster? Did uh, I just steal well, your thunder? Well, her portrayals of affectionate, devoted housewives in the Ten Commandments and the Munsters. <laughs> Long, dark chestnut hair. Okay. Uh-huh. Blue gray eyes, which sparkle in her Technicolor films. Sure. Wow. Okay. Deep, sultry voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the early part of her career, she often portrayed exotic roles, saloon singers, desert princesses, pirate women, etc. Okay. I don't know how wow. that's a trademark. That's just telling something about her early career. I don't know. Uh, Al Lewis. <laughs> any, any guesses there? Because uh, Grandpa Munster. That's you know, going right? to be yep. in this for yep. sure. Will forever uh, will be forever known as Grandpa on the Munsters. Yep. A squinty eyed grin with a quick furious nod. <laughs> Quick, furious, furious? Nod. I've noticed that. Yes. Mm. Prominent, large nose. Notice okay. that. High-pitched, raspy voice with New York accent. Okay. Sure. Smoke cheap cigars. <laughs> Looks I've like a penguin. That. No, I mean, I mean, it's the last one. Dang. Oh, well, I'm to add that in there. Mm-hmm. You need to log into IMDb and add that. Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, Eddie. Uh, um, only has uh, Butch Patrick. He only has one thing. He played hmm. Eddie in the Munsters. Yeah, mostly known for his role as Eddie Munster in the Munsters. You know what we and, can also uh, say too? Hmm. Because as, as the day of this recording, we just found out that Butch Patrick is playing the Tin Can Man in the Munsters movie. Wait, he's, really? he's playing a, a character named Tin Can Man? He's playing the goddamn robot. Oh my god. Uh, Are you serious? Rob Zombie shared a picture of the robot and said Butch Patrick is playing it. Sweet. That's cool. Glad they and got it, him in And there. it is 100% uh, a bean can oil drum robot. <laughs> Suck a tish. It, uh, okay, look, I've been on the fence about this movie. I no longer am. I know. And there, I was like, huh, is mm-hmm. this going to be good now? <laughs> but that's what Butch Patrick will be known as. Eddie Munster in the Tin Can Man. But it's also like, I don't know. That's the only like way that he would get him that he could put him in the movies if he covered him up. <laughs> the yeah. Tin Can Man outfit. There's no way to know it's Eddie Munster. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Or uh, Patrick. Yeah. Me. Uh, finally, Pat Priest. She has three. Uh, I think you know one of them. <laughs> but also, uh, Lisp, Lisp, breathless voice. 
lisp. Blonde hair and blue eyes. Huh. Those are her trademark blonde hair. Trademark. Trademark blonde hair and blue eyes. Yep, and also her role is Marilyn Monster on the Monsters. Hmm. So there you go. Nice, short, nice. sweet, simple. What about Beverly Owen? You got any of those? She didn't have any. What? Oh. Not even she played Marilyn for a season, a few uh, season episodes? Yeah. Nope. She got kicked to the curb, I think. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I looked. There was nothing there. So but that's uh, this little uh, IMDb deep dive that uh, that the Almanac did for me. To so. the trademarks of our lead actors. Yeah. Nothing about Spot <sighs> or the bird. Spot's trademark is um, oh, being yeah. a large dragon who occasionally is referenced on the Munsters. And forever unseen. And, and can beat Herman at checkers. Here's the book back. <laughs> oh, boy. You're, you you're getting punchy there, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to hurry up and put on my skooma suit. Oh, uh, it always down, it always, it always takes me too long to put it on. Okay. Just... Let's, let's take a deep breath. Put the book back. Mm-hmm. No, sprint to the boat because we're going. Because <laughs> we're going three miles out, thanks to Captain Terry. That's right. He's got a new spot. He was out there earlier. He placed a dinghy so we'd know where to return mm-hmm. to. And there it is. There's that dinghy bobbing <clears throat> up and down. I no. thought when you started to say that, I thought you were going to say he said a depth charge. <laughs> oh, that too. Well, He's, I said a depth well, charge in one spot. Yeah, and a yeah. dinghy in another. And if you. Uh... I, I told you a while ago which one to go to, but if you mix them up, mm, that's going to be a <laughs> <Yep>. problem. <laughs> well, I stay away from the area that's got a bunch of fish floating on the surface. That's what the depth charge was. Uh, so we're at the dinghy. Ding, ding. There's seals on it for some reason way offshore. And now <laughs> it's time to go uh, down to the depths of hell for another edition of Scuba. Right. Once as soon as you get past those seals on the dinghy, you know you're right next to the depths of hell. You just have to descend. Those are hell seals. Yeah. They act like uh, <laughs> one's got three heads, like sirens of the sea. You know, they, hey, they he plays those in. horns really good though with the three heads. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, their melody to his horn playing. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, this episode is directed by Norman Abbott. Uh, you know, we've talked about this guy a trillion times, so I'm mm-hmm. not even going to say much besides. You know, he directed some episodes, Grandpa Leaves Home, Sleeping Cutie, Locale Monster, just to name a few. We still have five episodes to look forward to from him, so... Nice. Yeah. There's Norm. That's another sign. You get past the seals, and you see Norm <laughs> floating there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. We'll just float by to another couple familiar faces, Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. Oh. Ugh. I'm getting tired of talking about They're these still guys. playing that board game. They haven't got the end yet, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's a very compli- complicated board game, I think. Uh, yeah, we've talked about them. They've written 20 mm-hmm. episodes of The Munsters. We're not even halfway through mm-hmm. their episodes, so yeah, we're just, we're just getting passed by. Who cares? Sorry, guys. You've had your time in the sun. Maybe we'll find some more to talk about later. Uh, wow. But, wow. Yeah. Time in the sun is done. Wow. That's right. <laughs> uh, but we do have some guest stars. we got Herbert Rudley as Captain Halbert, uh, Dort Clark as Mr. Andrews. <laughs> Dort? His name is Dort, yeah. D O R T? Mm hmm. And I'll have oh, you know that's a. Uh, my traditional... son's name is also Dort. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's great. Traditional Kansas name. He's from Kansas. Um, mm. Is that a traditional Kansas name? Kansas is <laughs> littered with Dorts. <laughs> There's so many Dorts just walking right. around. Dort on golf. Dort. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I that's bad that I even get that reference. It's not a personal reference. Somebody else will get it out there. Yeah. Still. <laughs> door on golf. <laughs> what a Maybe dumb else. concept door on golf was, by the way, anyway. Just... Hey, Tim Conway was a comedic genius. All right. Go on, Terry. <sighs> Sorry. There you go. You're good. Um, Donnie Dapo, Dapo, something like that, as Roger, and Pat Rossin as Walt. All right. So uh, we got, yeah, Herbert Rudley. He's got 123 acting credits on IMDb. Goes from 1938 to 1983, mostly a TV guy, like a lot of these guest stars. He had a few small roles on TV from time to time, though. His two biggest recurring television roles were on a show called The Mothers-in-Law, which is about two couples who were neighbors, um, and they're like, they have children, their kids get married, and so those two couples end up having to deal with each other a lot more than they would prefer. So, I guess (laughs) shenanigans ensue. Um, And I guess, uh, yeah, he was also in a he had a lead role. He was one of the dads in that. He had he was in fifty all fifty six episodes of that show. So, hmm. yeah, never heard of it, but hey, good for him. Uh, the other show is called Michael Shane, which is about a private detective who solved mysteries in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says the hot summer streets of Miami like Michael Shane. Michael Shane, that's right. That's that's the perfect detective name. And he um, played Michael Shane. Nope, he was a oh. sergeant of some sort. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he was in 28 of the 32 episodes. He was David one of the... Shane. <laughs> His brother. brother. Always yes. asking for money. That's right. An inventor who it looks just like him and shows up and yeah tries to scam him. Now he plays a sergeant. I don't really know. He's probably some sort of police contact. Oh. Who knows? But yeah, that was kind of interesting. We've got Dort um, Clark. He's got 86 credits on IMDb going from 1947 to 1977. He was in all 380 episodes of a show called Three Steps to Heaven. Um, it's about a 380 model. episodes. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard of this show. Well, I know what we're doing next. No, but that is that is like if 30 episode seasons because of the people were crazy back then. It's like 13 years. Yes. <laughs> Holy That's, cow! Of what's it called? Uh, it's called Three Steps to Heaven. Wow! All right. It's about a model who moves to New York City and has to deal with like rival models and admirers and all that stuff. What? He, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't even sound like the title would imply. I no. assumed it had like Michael Landon and it was all Angel <laughs> and Preachy. Okay. What? Um. Like how many? There's not a lot of shows that go that, especially back then, that went that long. It kind of sounds like a soap opera type thing or something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it, like I think I saw somewhere that it was like a she's trying to follow this thing, like this this three step program to become like a famous model. And I think that's what's the three steps to heaven is supposed to like reference. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's not listed very high on IMDb. But I'm surprised that he was listed on every episode. That might be a mistake because that doesn't feel <laughs> if that long running show and he's not even that big of a character. I don't know. Maybe he was super popular. But yeah, oh, I, I think he show. had superpowers. <laughs> nope, super popular. He's um, like uh, Flanders in The Simpsons. He's just like, yeah, he just shows up. Idly ho, neighbor, you know. Exactly. He was also he was in a movie that starred David Bowie. It was called The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's about an alien who poses as a human on Earth. I guess his planet needed water or something. So he does the logical thing of starting a tech company to raise the money to build a new <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, but he ends up falling in love, you know, he oh, has course. to deal with greedy other corporations as well, and Dort has an uncredited role in that, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, you don't need any credit when your name's Dort. That's right. <laughs> it's very minimal. Mm-hmm. Very memorable. We've got Donnie Dapo. He's got 33 acting credits on IMDb from 1959 to 1966. He had mostly small roles here and there. He was in the original Ocean's Eleven movie from 1960. Uh, His biggest recurring role was in a show called Room for One More, which is based off a movie, apparently. He was in 25 of the 27 episodes, and it's about two parents who have, like, two biological kids. They end up adopting two other kids, and I guess as the show goes on, they just keep adopting more and more people. So... That sounds good, I guess. Uh, he's also <laughs> going to be in a future Mustards episode, but I don't think he's the same guy. Future to us, or future as in like 2024? <laughs> yeah, it, to us, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> he plays like kid number one or something like that. In that oh, oh so. it's one of the kids. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, yep, this is one of the kids. And then our next guy, Pat Rosson, he's the other kid. He's got 21 credits on IMDb from 1959 to 1966. Mostly one-off TV appearances, though he was in a couple episodes of the Red Skeleton Hour. Mm. Um, and his biggest recurring role was actually a pretty long-running role for 99 episodes in The Young Marrieds, which I think I mentioned last week briefly. It's a 382-episode drama about newly married couples and their struggles. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> These shows that were on for like 15 years, I've yeah. never heard of. Well, there, I mean, there wasn't quadrillion hours of streaming content to go up against yeah, that's right but, uh, you you think that so keith you and i we grew up in the age when there was not a million channels not a ton of streaming services i didn't have cable till i was an adult so all my television was on reruns on uhf channels and you would think that something that was on for 15 years would have a demand 20 years later <laughs> would, but it, it didn't I never heard of these things. You know what else is baffling? It only went on for two years. What? I'm, so that makes me think that it's not a television show. It's some sort of uh, radio play or. Oh, you know, that could be. Uh, well, no, it, it could be a soap opera because then it would be on like opera, every single yeah. day. Yeah, Monday every through day. Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I bet it's that because that sounds like it's very like dramatic sounding from the IMDb description. Yeah. What was it called again? The, the Young, Young Marrieds. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a soap opera. You're right. Good call, Keith. Yep, so I that's probably what the other show was either. Or also was probably a soap opera. Room, the what was it called again? Heaven. Three Steps to Heaven. Three Steps to Heaven. That, I bet you that's a, that's definitely a That sounds like a soap, soap opera. opera title. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't have to like be a very big character and be in every episode. Yeah, that's yeah true. You, just, you just pop in every now and then. Yeah, and you're only on for like five seconds. Especially if you're a kid. I mean, you're probably... You're gonna have yep. like what one storyline where you get stuck in a well and yeah. a dog comes <laughs> to get you out. I mean, uh, you're somebody's son, right? So and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Might be in the background, like playing with a toy or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean that between the two uh you know, Eddie's two friends uh, that you know we're talking about here, they both have very short careers overall. I mean, even though it's like that long, but then you're saying it's only two years, it makes me sound it makes it sound like maybe these guys were related to somebody. Uh, who worked at who worked at the studio and it was like yeah okay come on it's, oh we need a kid for red skeleton mm-hmm. something like a skit or something here to take my kid mm-hmm. yeah that could be because yeah, that... they don't go very far after this i think they're mostly yeah child actors is what i <clears throat> look like to me 
Um, but Pat Rawson, he was in a movie. This movie sounds amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see here. It's called Johnny Cool. What do you guys know about Johnny Cool? Oh, I know cool. Joe Cool. And Snoopy. Yeah. yeah. And Joe Camel. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Johnny Cool? Johnny I know cool. Johnny Quest. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Come lately. Johnny Come Lately. Johnny Come Lately. Uh, Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you don't know anything Johnny about... Da- Johnny Dangerously, right? Is that... Is that yeah. a guy? Oh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. That's a very good comic if you haven't read it. I have not. I have not. Well, if you have questions about Johnny, cool. You should watch the trailer because it's a voiceover <laughs> asking <laughs> that question to like several people. Oh, what do you okay. know about Johnny Cool? Uh, one guy says uh, he only judges a guy by the way he gambles. And this cat gambles <laughs> real cool. And only for the highest stakes, like your life. Anyone who meets cool has got to be a loser. He's a murder machine. No matter what number he rolls, it comes up kill. Oh, yeah. No matter what <laughs> you right. roll, it comes up kill. I love it. Yeah, and then so then a woman gets asked what she knows about Johnny Cool, and you know she's like, "I know he's a killer, but I can't help but love him. He could just as easily just kill me as kiss me." Blah blah blah. Oh, that's Johnny Cool, all right. <laughs> and then another guy comes on screen, and it's the producer for the movie. <laughs> Johnny Cool is one of the most exciting characters he's ever come across. He's a brooder killer and all this other stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Johnny Cool. And he's Johnny Cool. Yeah. Wow. Then then Johnny Cool himself comes on screen. What? Yeah. And he says he takes his work seriously. He never gets excited. He's calm, careful. And that's why they call him Johnny Cool. (laughs) Well, I'm sold. I'm going back in time to 1953 and I'm checking this out. He sounds awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm down. I want to see. I, I want I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, this is so cool. I mean, yeah, what gets cooler than Johnny Cool? When he rolls Good. the dice, it always lands on kill. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when I roll dice. <laughs> oh, yeah. is 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 this is this like a, a Dungeons and Dragons like <laughs> Yeah, he rolls show? a natural 20 just <laughs> yeah. slaughters yeah. the casino. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think he's like a ex mob guy who like gets hired to go kill other mob people or something. I don't know, but I, I don't Johnny need to cool. know. He's cool, man. Yeah, that's all I care about. So, mm-hmm. anyways, that's all I've got. <laughs> let's let's go back to the surface now. Very. Ah, I'm in the van already. What? <sighs> Waiting for you guys. Oh my Derek, the so doctors long. told you you cannot exit <laughs> the schooner that fast. Wait, so. You know when you go to the zoo and you go to the dolphin show mm-hmm. and you're sitting there and then all of a sudden a dolphin just comes erupting out of the water and it's like 30 <laughs> feet in the air? That's mm-hmm. me. Once I sense the skooma's done, Terry is like, well, that's all. I'm just like, Pshaw! I just like a bullet through the water and I leap into the air and I and I'm, I flip and squeak and then I land in the van. Get my fish and wow. wait for you guys. Oh yeah, and you pull you you put up you pull up your ham radio, and I turn my head and I see that there's one sitting next to me. And your voice is coming up. <laughs> I'm already at the top. Ham guys. radio time! Yeah. Holy shit! I hope you all are ready for this because we I end. I am. Season one, episode eighteen. If a Martian answers, hang up. Originally aired January twentieth, nineteen sixty-five. It gets a seven point six at IMDb, and. Here's mm-hmm. what the TV guide would say about it. 
while listening to his ham radio, Herman mistakes some playing children for beings from outer space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that says it all right there. That does, yeah. Whew. That's a gold so, premise, I gotta say. Yeah. And you, so you read that, you're like, <clears throat> I know what's going to happen. Let's see how it unfolds. There's no mystery involved. Yes. <laughs> the only mystery to me, so the only mystery to me in reading that is how stupid is Herman going to be? In All right. <laughs> I know. And I'm going to tell you what. Uh, well, I'll wait till the end. I'll wait till the end okay. for this for the statement. This one, cold open. We are at the FCC district office. And, and uh, they're talking. Some <laughs> schnook applied for a ham radio license. <laughs> uh, and it was approved. W6XLR4. And then there's lots of ADR in this scene, right? One guy's talking. And there are guys like very crystal clear, you know, he's clearly a good citizen with a ham radio. Right? Uh, and that's one of the statements. I hope this person realizes the responsibility of being able to talk with people all around the world. Who is it? Guess what, everybody? It's Herman <laughs> Munster. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I actually really love this opening scene. I don't know why. Like, there's something about it. It's like. I know it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but they have to do this set like, well, somebody got a ham radio, <laughs> Herman Munster. It is funny. It's kind of, I feel like it, it's a fun way to introduce the concept rather than what he usually does. Like the characters are like barging into the house. I mean, like, you'll mm-hmm. never guess what I did, Lily. This way it's like, yeah. kind of like lead you on. You're like, you know, you're waiting for him to reveal what you know he's going to say and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. We don't see the tedium of Herman purchasing the ham radio, which is mm-hmm. what it feels like it would do another. And then he would come back mm. and tell the story of how he bought it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he just has a ham radio. Right? Yep. I'm cool. That's with the that. way to start it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I've never I've never had a ham radio. No. Um, ham sandwich. Sure. Yeah, but not Keith, ham radio. Keith, we yeah. were born in the 70s, but we grew up in the 80s and 90s. Well, still ham people, radios were not people a thing still yet. use them now. I mean, there's. Oh, I'm sure there are. But do you have to like? Do you have to get a license and like special like mm-hmm. authorization and stuff? I guess you so. Know? Yeah, because yeah, it's like interfering. It could interfere with other like radio frequencies and cause problems. So uh, yes, as we see. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I believe I, I looked into it once because like maybe I'll get into ham radios. I was like, eh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, oh, okay, I, uh, let's I, start the Patreon to get Terry into ham radio. I kind of want a ham radio at this episode. Anyway, they're like, oh, I'm could sure. we record our? Could we record all our episodes via ham? Radio? We could do it live over. It's ham. tough enough to do it over Zoom. <laughs> um, so the one ADR man says, "I'm sure he's a solid citizen with both feet on the ground." Cut to Herman. Singing into the ham radio. Oh my god! And I love awesome. it. It's just like some old, like it's almost like an old Irish song or mm-hmm. something about my mother's, mother's eye. Eyes. Yep. Yeah. I and, I actually loved uh, this being the first thing that we see of him. Yeah. Because I'm like, yep. he's gonna be doing something weird, <laughs> something you're not, you know, but like, well, but not like something unexpected. You'd be like, so oh, okay, he's gonna do some stupid Frankenstein monster type thing. No. no, he is singing. He's just singing. <laughs> And he's singing kind of well. Yeah. Uh, what a lovely singing voice. And the, But the Herman's like, the man in Australia cut me off in the middle of my mother's <laughs> eyes. And like So he's talking to people all around the world, literally. Yeah. He's singing to him. He's singing the song. And his family's just standing there watching him. His like, family, <laughs> not pleased. Dead-eyed, yeah. Yeah. They're not, into, they're not into the songs. No. I don't think they're into the whole thing. So Grandpa wants him to give up the ham radio and use this crystal ball. <laughs> when he said something, it's like you can't even. 
I, so, something about the crystal ball can tune into something. I can't remember what it was. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Was it a sporting event of some sort that he wanted to watch? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's just like, use a crystal ball. No, I got a ham radio. He's like, got to give it up, Herman. He's like, no. And Herman's like, I've always wanted one. Like, it's been my lifelong dream. And I'm going to listen for distress calls, notify the authorities, stop disasters, and other noble things. <laughs> <laughs> He's very smug about this right So he wants like a police scanner as well. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he thinks he, he thinks he can solve all life's problems with this. Mm-hmm. And Marilyn's like, oh, you're all heart. And then Herman says, oh, no, there's lots of other junk in there, too. <laughs> I really like that line, too. That I'm good. like, they he, they didn't lean into it. It's like, <clears throat> well, yeah, that's what the doctor did was put in the kind. No, nope. He's just like, there's other junk in there, too. <laughs> Not specific. Kind of short and funny. Mm-hmm. Grandpa's don't be noble. Just mind your own business. And then we get, you think that's bad. That's what I've been doing ever since I told that Napoleon fellow to take the shortcut through Waterloo. Oh, boy. Herman dials into someone calling into somebody said, it's Milan, Italy. And it's like, oh, it's Milan. Herman's very excited. And that dude's just calling to criticize the singing. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. you were the one singing? That was yeah. me. And he gives him a raspberry yeah. <laughs> over the ham radio. The ham raspberry. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Grandpa loves it. Herman yep. doesn't think it was very neighborly. Nope. Banger. All right. I did have a comment on the intro. Oh. Something I didn't pick up before. Oh. So uh, during the Beverly Owens era, mm-hmm. they like the last thing we would see is Herman like kiss uh, Lily on the cheek mm-hmm. and walk away. And, and that it ends at that point. So in this one now, when he's the first one out, uh, he gets her, he leaves, and he's got this goofy little look on his face. But she just, she stares at him a good long way as he walks away. Like, he's off the screen for a while, and Grandpa doesn't come in. It's like a couple extra seconds that she's just kind of like, yeah, that's my man. He's gone. Hate he's, to see you go, yep. but love to see you walk away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's, that's my man. He's going to scare off some rent, some rent today. Yeah, going to the parlor. Lots yeah. of parlor talk lately with mm-hmm. Herman. Yeah. I uh, mean, I hope we actually go to the parlor one day. Oh, I can't wait. We have to. Yeah. 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 I hope it's like a bunch of weird people there. Oh, I hope so. I hope they're all like, yeah, and that's where he like fits in really well. That'd like, be great. Like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Like just like <laughs> the fans of the opera. And he's he's the most normal of them all. That, I would love that. Oh, yeah. that would make sense because I think they brought up that he like has his work friends. He plays yeah. poker with, right? Plays like, poker with him. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, if it's like the other universal monsters we haven't seen yet, you know, like <laughs> they all work the, at the funeral parlor. The invisible <laughs> man's there, amazing. the mummy's there. Like, yeah, that'd be great. That's uh, I just happened to that's something that I I noticed this time was that like there's a good couple seconds before grandpa comes out and it's just Lily just kind of staring at him mm-hmm. like, Oh man, there he sure. goes. Yeah, yeah. For the record, I still prefer the original intro. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not saying anything <laughs> against the original. I'm just saying I did notice something new. I prefer season two's intro, to be honest. But we're not there yet. So we come back. Herman still trying to call people. Come in, come in. Now we get Eddie sitting on a park bench with his friends. And his friends got new walkie-talkies. And he's like, "Ah, I need to go home so my grandpa, watch my grandpa blow up stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the kids with the walkie-talkies, they're going to pretend that they're spacemen. Eddie's like, ah, this is kid stuff. I'm out of here. And he leaves. And then I love this because the other kids, yeah. they don't really like Eddie, but they like to hang out with him because he can open cans with his ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which 
That's not what I expected them to say. I get it that they're pointy, but they're ears. Like, I almost (laughs) picture him gripping a can opener with his ears and opening (laughs) the can that way. Uh, The other thing I noticed was, like, when he's like, I'm going to go home, watch my grandpa blow stuff up. I think the one kid says, oh, Eddie, like, your home life is as cool as you make it sound. Yeah, there's no way it's as neat as you keep saying. Yeah. And I like, like this right? imagery of Eddie in his weird uniform with all these normal looking kids. Like, and, and he's just I acting. just like how the kids don't even want to deal with him. Yeah. But they tolerate him because he does weird shit. Yeah. A, they they you know. also they don't care that he's like nobody cares that Eddie's weird as long as he's not doing a weird laugh at you. Uh he's just like a normal kid to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Eddie has been one of the better written characters of the last Six seven episodes. Oh yeah, oh, and he doesn't get all the last sixty years. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, one of the greatest characters of all time on television goes Heisenberg. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie yep. second to Heisenberg. Yep. <laughs> and it's a very close second. Mm, it's a rivalry. Thin margin. Mm-hmm. Brian Cranston, he's like biting at the bit every time Eddie Munster's like <laughs> yeah. trending on Twitter. Every... Yep. Oh, he's so he's so pissed that he's playing the Tin Can Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both also because he, he, yeah, he beat him out. And, yeah. uh... Which Patrick's coming for his crown. <laughs> so Eddie is sitting with his friends. He leaves. They're like, well, he can open cans with his ears, so we'll keep him around. The other one, kids, other kids is like, I'll be a spaceship. And the other one's like, I'll be a control tower on Mars. Herman is dialing in his ham radio, trying to find anyone. And then he picks up the kids playing spaceship, and he thinks he's talking to Mars. <laughs> Cut to the oh, kids. Man. They think it's some other kid trying to get in on their game. <laughs> kids are like, oh, we got to go. Uh, but they tell Herman, we'll be back the same time tomorrow. And then Herman, and we heard it at the beginning, I've got Mars, I've got Mars, oh. I've got Mars. Which I, I really enjoyed his <laughs> unbridled excitement for that. <laughs> that was, yeah. Pure joy, like I have not seen him this excited. I don't think in the it, show, it's it somewhat balances out his uh, unbridled stupidity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, usually he's kind of cranky, but yeah, it's nice to see him like just really jazzed about something. Yeah. Oh, this this is like the greatest hobby that he's ever had, and suddenly, like exactly what he's been wanting to do. Like he just explained to everyone I was going to answer his stress calls and all this other stuff, and he found and he's got like the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he thinks he's found Martians, so that would make him like the greatest ham radioer of <laughs> all time, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he's going to win the Nobel Prize, so he practices that speech to Your Majesty. I, who hands out Nobel prizes? The Queen, it's the Queen of England, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know, but he breaks the mirror, of course. Of course, it's not instantly though. Like, he gets a good conversation at first. Yeah, it's he leans in a bit, I think, right at the end, and yeah. then it boom. So he must have to get a certain distance away from mirrors before they they break. Yeah. Yep. Now I like this next scene because Herman's in his pajamas, but he's too excited to go to bed. He's just pacing around, and <laughs> Lily's like, "Come to bed, get some sleep." And Herman's like, "No, I can't. Can't. The biggest scientific discovery of modern time." But he hasn't told her what it is. Yeah. Which blows my mind. It's a secret, I guess. Yeah. He does. I'm, grandpa, I'm right? sitting on the biggest scientist every time. time. And I love her response back of, I don't care what you're sitting on. Get, get off, off and it come and to get bed. in bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, by the way, Herman, she's telling you to come to bed, buddy. He, she's. Well, like, she just hey. wants to sleep. She already said that. Listen, I want to go to ah. bed. You're keeping me up. 
Mm-hmm. And he's just just walking around. He's, giddy, he's super giddy. Stomping around, yeah. Yeah. Next day, we get Grandpa coming downstairs to the lab, and Herman is sleeping with his headphones on at the ham radio. Alarm clock in hand. Alarm clock in hand, yes. And Grandpa wants to know what's going on. And then there's this crazy, intense close-up uh, of both faces, Herman <laughs> yes. and Grandpa. And holy cow, so much nostril paint. <laughs> Did you notice the guys notice this? Like not just normal nostrils, like they made their nostrils bigger with this black paint. <laughs> but they mm-hmm. zoomed in so close. And I was very impressed at Herman's makeup because it's very clean. Mm-hmm. I noticed the lips a lot with Herman. Like his yes. lip makeup is if you look at it for too long, it starts to get a little unseemly. I don't know. I don't yeah. like it. Same thing with the nostril makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's best oh. just to ignore it. Get the wide picture. Don't focus in on anything. Both grandpa and Herman, big nostrils. Herman says, now, so Herman couldn't sleep last night. Grandpa comes downstairs to find Herman asleep at the ham radio. Yep. So Herman says, what if I told you that in two minutes, I, Herman Munster, would be in communication with Mars? That means he's been there till 4 p.m. <laughs> what did he do with his day? Herman, you're wasting your life. Yeah, he's obsessed. He is obsessed with the ham he radio. He's obsessed. I mean, I'm assuming he did some other stuff with the day, and then he he's sleeping. Then, but then he went no. Then he brought the alarm clock. It's like I'm sometimes I take a nap before we record, and I set an alarm, oh. make sure I get up. Mm. So you're calling yourself Herman Munster now? No, I'm just saying I I understand. I'm saying I understand. This is what Keith does. He gets on the recording for podcasts. You know, he does a ton of recording, and then he takes a nap. You know, wakes up. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. And and if and if for some reason I fall asleep and I miss one, then I wake up. And I go, oh, fiddlesticks. Darn, 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 darn. Anyway, Herman says, What if I told you this? Grandpa says, I'd say if you keep talking like that, they'll take you away to the funny farm. Then the alarm goes off and Herman goes bonkers. Now we see the kids. They're into it because they're dressed up like spacemen. Yeah, and, and they have a, a toy spaceship. That thing is a toy awesome. spaceship. He's like, Good thing your dad bought yeah. this uh, genuine synthetic spaceship. Like yes. what? <laughs> yeah, they're they're looking to play like spaceman one day, and then the next day they come out. They have full cosplay, yeah, and and a mini uh mini spaceship that I mean it looks like they at least one of them could probably sit in. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it's big, pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I would probably say that very expensive at the time. It's probably yeah. twenty dollars. Oh God, yeah, five thousand dollars in today's money. Yeah, so they reach out. Uh, so the kids they got the walkie talkies. They reach out to Herman. And Herman, stoked. Yep. So the kids are like, oh, we just landed. We've breached your stratosphere or something like mm-hmm. that. So Grandpa's like, don't get so excited. It's just people from Mars. And then he does the whole ooh, super sitcom. People from Mars. If that's, then that means what? And then he faints. <laughs> I'll be honest. I liked it. Grandpa doesn't <laughs> usually break, and he oh, did, yeah. and passed out completely. So I actually like that. I like yeah. the idea so, of all the crazy things that Grandpa can do, but people from Mars, it's like, yeah, the idea of that has blown his mind. He's been alive for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. seen crazy things, writing a book about it, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so all this stuff, and then Martians, that's the one thing he can't believe. He's a damn vampire. Uh <laughs> So Grandpa faints, and Herman's like, whoa, goes to get Grandpa, and the kids think he left. And then maybe his parents made him go to bed or go take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll, So we're like, we'll try after dinner. And then the other the kids are like, you really think that's a kid? 
It's got to be. He sounds so stupid. Yeah. I would like oh, that. Yeah. That yeah. Kids are dunking on Herman. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to like, like he's got a pretty low voice, right? Herman. Like, yeah. I don't know who they think they're playing with, but I don't know. <laughs> but the kids leave in their costumes and they drag their spaceship back. Herman gets grandpa up and, you, and Herman's like, you heard it. We got to tell the air force. Grandpa's like, whoa, pump the brakes. They'll think we're a couple of nuts. We need concrete evidence. But all we have is a voice. Don't worry, Herman. I'll find that spaceship with my direction finder. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a name. That is the worst I'm name like, for an adventure. Yeah. Uh, a, a team of writers couldn't come up with something better than direction <laughs> That's finder. Like- that's like not even first pass. That's like, uh, this is, you know, let's leave that blank for now. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put direction finder in parentheses and write to do better yes. name next to it. It's like, and actually, never yeah. got around. actually, I think that's even more like, I think they left it blank and nobody filled it in. And grandpa was just like, ah, uh, my, uh, uh direction finder. <laughs> yeah. So that right. could very well go be. With it. Yep. Yeah. Insert device name here. Mm. So Grandpa leads Herman over to a giant chest. He opens up and starts looking through it and starts pulling out stuff. A rabbit's foot carried by General Custer. Mother's Day card from Lizzie Borden. Okay. Compass of the Titanic. All right. Ah, here it is. It's a divining rod. It is literally a stick. It is. And it's also very large compared to the other small things that he picked up. Yeah. So there's no way you could have missed it. Yeah. Like it's not like the rabbit was around. and the and the Mother's Day card and the, oh. the, were all blocking his view of this giant yeah. stick that, with a box on it. You know, that didn't mm-hmm. even cross my mind, but that's a very good point. He was he was just showing off at that point. He's like, Look at this mm-hmm. thing I've got, Herman, and look at this. Yeah. I, I actually things. I normally like grandpa's like, oh, look at this little thing I've got and like some reference to it. I actually found this to be a little silly. Mm. Like yeah. he just went through like, oh, this Card from Lizzie Borden and all that. I was like, really? Like, none of them are that funny. I didn't think. Also, also, like, why does he have all these? Like, normally the things that he has are something like related to him. Like, yeah. I, why does he have just like some of these random things now? Odds and ends. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's a collector of morbid things. He's like, what? <laughs> what's that uh, show on uh, Netflix about people that go to like, like on vacation to like murder houses and stuff like that? It's oh. like, uh, and they do uh, like crazy yeah, things, I know what like, you're talking about. like dark yeah. tourist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something, something like that. I know, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of its name offhand. That's what Grandpa is. Uh, but so now, it, more to your point, Keith. He just had this dividing rod transistorized last month. Yeah. <laughs> so that means yeah, it should be on top remember, of the chest. Yeah. And couldn't remember where. Unless, unless like Terry said, he's just showing off. That he's got these other things. Yeah. So it's this big box and uh, not big box big stick in a y shape it's dividing rod but it's got a box on it and that box yep. has a dial and the dial has four settings oh, for boy. things for the stick to go to uh-huh. girls uh-huh. water <laughs> metal flying objects those are the four things that dividing <laughs> rod can find so these are the four things that grandpa is looking for most in life i guess flying objects being number four in the list. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah coming in number one with a bullet Girls concerning second yeah. water. Well, he's had 130 some wives, so it's it's worth that's many true. time. That's that is point. true. Third metal, yeah. Fourth flying objects. Okay, so Herman tells Grandpa if they find this spaceship, they'll be famous all over the world. They're off on the hunt. 
So Eddie, Marilyn, and Lily are eating dinner, and Eddie wants to know why Herman and Grandpa aren't there. Well, Lily said they left on important business. Eddie doubts it because Grandpa didn't take a shovel, which <laughs> I really enjoyed that line. I just I yeah. think it's funny. I don't think so. Grandpa didn't even take a shovel. <laughs> yeah, grave robbing, or I don't know yeah. what else he'd be doing. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa, important business. <laughs> Finding Eddie a new dad, you know, things like that. He's oh, got yeah. a divining rod that looks for girls. Takes the mm-hmm. shovel out, so he's grave robbing. Ah, yeah. Corpse sticking up. Oh, that could be where he's getting all these weird trinkets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. now that's a thing. He like <laughs> finds Rose from the Titanic and gets the the heart of the whatever. <laughs> the heart takes up the corpse. Yeah. But she would have been alive at the time, wouldn't she? <laughs> yeah. I also, we just went very dark because I was thinking girls, like he was just like it's a divine rod. He was just going out and find some oh, ladies. Keith, you think he's digging and, up and corpses? No, that's what you guys just said. I was, no, that's what Terry just said. Digging no, up he's, corpses. He's, he's getting trinkets by digging up graves. You, yeah. the, the corpses are about. in. Are the cor- <laughs> the corpses are, are in there? Always leaning towards necrophilia. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. There we so go. That's, that's a trademark, yeah. Oh, oh it is there we trademark. go. <laughs> Necrophiliac. All right, we're done. I think we sign off on that one. Just, nope. So Lily says Herman out. has been acting funny ever since he got that goddamn ham radio. She's very angry at that radio. Mm-hmm. It's like the devil. But Marilyn's <laughs> like, hey, 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 he needs a hobby. He works hard. And Lily quickly backs down and goes, you're right. You think that's bad? He tried golf once, but had trouble getting it together a foursome. Which uh, I don't get the joke necessarily, other I than guess, the fact he just scared people away. Yeah, I think that is the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I imagine scary. we see him go up to like a group of guys. He's like, "Hey, you guys need a fourth? and they run off, and then he just repeats it over and over again. And when it's like Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas and mm-hmm. like PGA. See, that's an episode right there. PGA golfers and Herman's trying to golf with them. That'd be good. Yeah, he's he's just game. smashing the ball off the tee. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's very much like Happy Gilmore. He can't putt, but he can drive a long way. So Eddie's like, maybe he's out playing poker with some men. Some men don't even know who those men are. And Lily's gonna have to yell at him and make him sleep on the sofa. And Lily's like, where'd you hear that? What what made you think that? Eddie goes, I learned it from television. Now, this very tongue-in-cheek, Lily says, those shows with horrible families have a definite effect on children. See, Marilyn, I told you. It's almost like she's, like, looking at the camera. It is. It is very tongue-in-cheek, and that's the second time they've done that. So I bet you there was criticism at the time, like, oh, these monsters, they're not the... They're not a normal American family. Like, they're teaching kids to do weird things. Yeah, like, I, I don't be, know I mean, necessarily what. Yeah, play either. play spacemen out in the middle of the night with yeah your friends. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty wholesome. Yeah, I would say. I hundred percent agree. They don't really do anything. They're not blue. They don't do anything even like unlike the Adams family where they're like horny all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> not the monsters, right? They're just yeah. uh, clean cut weirdos. That's true. Yeah, Adam's family, like, they contemplate, like, was it worth saving the world over? You know? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah. Now, one other quick thing. Is this the second time that Eddie's referenced Herman out playing poker someplace? Yes. All right. There was another episode. 
I can't remember. It was early on. I think it's one yeah. of the first episodes. Like maybe like episode three or four. Yeah. I hope we get an actual episode with him playing cards against somebody. Yeah. The weirdos from the parlor. Now Herman and Grandpa, they're out and about walking around with the divining rod, which would be alarming if you saw it happen. <laughs> yes. Herman's getting frustrated. It's been over an hour and they haven't seen anything. Grandpa says, patience, we'll find it. And just like it was written in a script, it immediately starts. <laughs> oh, Herman. No, Herman goes, uh, you think that's bad? The only thing we've <laughs> it's led us to was a shortwave diathermy machine. And the lady looked really upset with us peering through the window. <laughs> yeah. What, what is that? I had to Google a diathermy machine. It's like some intense radio heat, uh, uh, like um, like joint pain reliever. Uh, mm. So it almost sounds like uh, you get it at like Pier 1 or Sky Mall, mm-hmm. and maybe it does something. And back then it was probably radioactive as all hell. <laughs> yes. yes. So, it's like one of those uh, red... Um, uh, you can get the like little thing you can get now for like inflammation. It's the, the yeah. red red light type thing. Yeah, it's not like the copper bracelets. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a machine that just like gives you penetrating heat. I'm sure Shaq uses one. Yeah. Oh, we have one <laughs> in my house, so Oh, I'm sure Keith uses one. Oh. Have yet to use it. No. Oh, oh, I'm sure Keith is waiting to use one. Next episode you'll have to update us. You'll you'll use yeah. it. Yeah. Get know. on that diathermy. Let us know what happens. <laughs> I grew an extra arm. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa tells Herman to stop worrying. She'll be off the chandelier in the morning. I'm like, okay. And then, just like it was written, the stick starts going crazy. Grandpa said he found something because it's making some it's making some crazy noise. And it leads them right to a manhole. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, they love this manhole. Because it's the Sorry. same goddamn manhole that they've shown every other time. Just like Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so Herman is stoked. He is like, we're finding the spaceman. He rips off the manhole cover and he goes, hello, Martians. Are you down there? <laughs> Which was kind of funny. Now here I'm thinking we have s- several options that can happen. Yes. yes. The Salite man's back. Mm-hmm. I was hoping uh, it was him. So bad. Something yells at him. A bunch of bats fly out. Who knows? Anything. It's a big blast of water comes out. I did not see that coming. Nope. nope. And it's like uh, somebody took a bucket and just threw it straight up into the air at Herman. <laughs> uh, it gets him in the face, and it's almost like inverted waterboarding because you see him kind of choke a little bit. <laughs> Probably got up oh, his God. nose, yeah. in his eyes. He's like, oh. he blames Grandpa immediately because the damn box was set for water. So there's only four settings on there. And one of them is flying objects, and he had it set to water. Classic oh. mistake, yeah. I really wish it would have been the guy down there. I really yeah. thought that would have been more fun. Or like, maybe some sort of like swamp monster, sewer monster. Yeah. And then like, oh, the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, you're no alien, and they just like leave him mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah. But Grandpa says, well, it could have been worse. Could have got a face full of scrap iron. Because if he had it set to metal, right, I guess a bunch of metal would have mm-hmm. come flying yeah. out. I would have appreciated, like at, like, at the end, you just... Like the guy go, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, just for a continuity would be nice. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So now the kids are out again. They're out in the dark with their ship. They drug the ship back out there for, I guess, for inspiration. 
uh, and they're in the outfits and they're trying to reach Herman. Come in, XRL, whatever. Uh, they think maybe he's a little shrimp and he went to bed already. Yeah. <laughs> There's roasting Herman. Mom. Yeah, I know. They're like, man, he's an idiot, taking <laughs> baths, going to bed early. But they're going to keep trying because, God damn it, I mean, they got the outfits on for nothing if they don't reach him. Herman and Grandpa are still the prowl and they're getting a signal again. So Grandpa's all excited. Uh, Herman's skeptical. They look over the hedge and see the two kids, but their backs are turned. And the fake spaceship. They're like, oh my gosh, we found them. And Herman, we're going to make history. We're Galileo, Columbus, and David Suskind all rolled into one. Keith? Oh, shit. I forgot. You didn't look up David Suskind? I literally, I intentionally didn't look it up because I figured nope. you did. And oh, I, I, uh, I set aside for myself to do that. I forgot to. Oh, man. well, apparently he's, he's an American producer. film producer. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But it got a laugh. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grandpa's like, boy, they sure are little. And then Grandpa Herman's like, just like the comic strips. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, like, are they talking about like the, what's that guy's name? The Martian from Looney Tunes or something? Like, oh, um, I, I guess. Just uh, probably any, comic any, strips, yeah, so. like Frank and Ernest or something like that. Gotcha. Fam, <laughs> fam, family Circle. Kathy, Doonesbury. Haggard, uh, was that Haggard the Haggard Horrible? Haggard the Horrible, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Hagar the Horrible. Yeah, yeah. Haggard's from Beetle uh, Bailey. Beetle Bailey, yeah, I'm sure that. And what was the one? Dagwood in Blondie. Oh, mm-hmm. where he eats the sandwiches all the time. Yeah, yeah and sleeps yeah, on the couch and eats sandwiches, and his hair sticks out all crazy. No, these really strike me as aliens showing up a lot, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm sure. Garfield, I'm sure Garfield does. Uh, well, you know, I guess just like any. Good thing back then they ran out of ideas and went straight to aliens. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I'm sure. Crazy twins, aliens, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, Herman's like, well, let's go greet them. So they step out from behind the hedge. Gramp goes, hello there. And Herman goes, ahoy, Martians. <laughs> the kids turn and instantly scream and run off. Yes, as they should. Oh, God, I now- loved it. I did find this a little weird, though, because every other time we see kids that are around Herman, they don't run. But they're also with Eddie. So there's like that. This is my dad. And like the weird dad comes. Oh, uh, yeah, I like, guess so. Yeah. OK. So this is just kids seeing Herman and grandpa and at night yeah. at night. Yes. So they run away and maybe they just aren't used to Earth people. <laughs> Imagine being scared of so us. And grandpa's like maybe their standards of beauty just aren't as high as ours. Or yeah, what does that have? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Because <laughs> I would think that their standards of beauty would be much higher if if they think they're beautiful, but scare they scared people off. So that means mm-hmm. their standards are too high. Mm. Yeah, I think that was a little word mix up there, but yeah. Well, Herman's getting scared though because the Martians may come back and disintegrate them, <laughs> yeah. and he'd feel like a fool if they did. Yes, I love that. I'd feel like a fool. <laughs> If I got disintegrated, yeah, yeah, I guess I would too. This is so borderline of like kind of good line, but also like how dumb can he actually it's be this very week? dumb. But I, I have an opinion later. Grandpa yeah. says, let's get some pictures first for the Air Force. So Grandpa poses next to the ship and Herman <laughs> takes a picture. He's going to get they run off. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And he keeps looking back because he's like, oh, what if they Yeah, he's back? afraid the Martians are going to come disintegrate yeah. him. I get my, that. My, my first question is Grandpa even going to show up in the pictures because he's a vampire? Uh, That's a good yeah. question. They never bring this up, though. <laughs> no, they sure don't. 
So, Grandpa, next scene is a very familiar office with filing cabinets, but the filing cabinets are pulled off from the wall, and they say top secret on them. That lets you know we're at the Air Force office. Mm-hmm. Easy, Grandpa's, to find. Easy to what's find. It? Easy to find Air Force office. Yes. Easy to find Air Force office. Uh, easy to find Air Force office with top secret information in it. But Grandpa's there with the picture. The general, very skeptical, or whatever he is. I called him general, but he's something. Oh, <laughs> when you said whatever he is, maybe he wasn't skeptical. <laughs> but no, or I think you're going to say maybe he thought it was the general, like in the commercials with Shag. <laughs> we talked about Shag earlier. I think he's the, a captain, technically. A captain, all right. Yeah. So I'll call him captain. The captain is skeptical, but Grandpa assures him that his son-in-law has been take, talking to the Martians with his ham radio. <laughs> and uh, the captain's like, well, that ought to make it easier. And yeah, he's just playing like, along, but he's like rolling his eyes the whole time. Yeah. And then... And the grandpa's well. When they said they're going to land, I got out my divining rod and tracked him down. <laughs> yes, he sounds insane. But then the kid's like, "You have a divining rod." Mm. <laughs> so every time Grandpa talks, it makes it worse, and it makes me laugh for some reason. So he, he explains that he had transistorized and how he said it to Martian, explaining <laughs> what we already know. Yep. And then there were two little men in the vacant lot, and they ran away as soon as they saw him. And then the Captain's like, I wonder why. Grandpa thought it, it their patriotic duty to bring it to the attention of the government. General thanks Grandpa for coming in and talking, taking up his time, which I thought was funny. <laughs> thanks for coming in and taking up my time. Yeah. And Grandpa kind of catches him on that. Yeah, he's, Grandpa's like, fuck you, dude. Uh, <laughs> Grandpa's kind of pissed, and he's getting, you know, it's like, oh, I've been getting the how do you do and the see you later, or the thanks for coming. Is that how it goes? And the dude's like, no, listen, we'll, we'll process the photo. And Grandpa says, well, it's very important to me. I'll wait outside. <laughs> like, you think that photo's got to be sent to a lab or something. Yeah, it's going like, to take a while. Process it right there mm-hmm. in front of him. Uh, I mean, shit, back then you had to wait like two weeks to get photos film processed, right? Yeah. Uh, but- just like going to the, the, the whatchamacallit, the, the drugstore. Uh, but the captain's like, excellent. He's very excited that Grandpa's going to be just lurking around the office. <laughs> Cut back. Lily is cooking something. And Marilyn comes in and says, the parlor called looking for Herman. Well, he's like, well, he didn't go to work. He's just playing with that stinking ham radio again. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so Herman's ducking out on work to you ham know? radio. Now it might be a little bit more than a hobby. Man, he's addicted. Yeah. So, for some reason, this next line got a big laugh. And it's from Marilyn. Like a big laugh. They're doing inventory, and Herman is the only one that knows where everything is at. Yeah, I don't get that necessarily. Like, I guess he's good at his job? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's troublesome if he's the only one that knows where everything's at. I don't think it's funny. (laughs) Also, last episode, they were interviewing for Box Boys? Yep. And... That didn't make too much sense either last week. And I'm like, are they just throwing whatever they think whenever <laughs> something about Herman the job? Like, does he run the place? Like, I mean, I don't know. But he's ducking out. No, because he said last time his boss won't even miss him if he steps out of four. Obviously, he will because he doesn't know. <laughs> no one knows where everything's at. So 
Herman is back at the ham radio trying to reach the marksman. X14, X14, come in wherever you are, which is uh, which is like car 14, right? Car 14, car 14, come in wherever you are. That was mm-hmm. a TV show at the time, I think. So that's why that got a laugh. Oh, uh, okay. Kids, they're still in their damn outfits. <laughs> and they're explaining to their dad that those two scary men with scary masks came and yelled at them, and one had a big stick. Uh, so, I mean, that makes sense. That's why they were scared and they ran off. The two big guys yelling at him with a stick. (laughs) Uh, also you were, I think you're referring to car 54. Where are you? Car 54. That's what it is. Which also starred Fred Gwynn and Alice. Yes. So there you go. Car 54, 54. Hmm. Come in. Where are you? Um, so the dad's like, What? (laughs) <laughs> He's yeah. got this raspy ass voice. <laughs> I can't stand a wise guy bullying. <laughs> and that's where we get a clip. Hold on. Ooh, nice. Calling X14. Come in, please. Come in, please. That's the guy now, Pop. Give me that thing. Hello. This is X14. Oh, I'm so very glad I got you. It was very rude of you to run away last night. Look, who is this? Uh, why I'm W6XRL4, uh, one of the Earth people. Uh, you sound very uh, big. Are you the head Martian? Yeah, I'm the head Martian. You know what I'm going to do, Buster? If I ever run into you, I'm going to break your arm off and shove it down your throat. <laughs> well, 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 you just can't do that, Mr. Martian, because you don't know where I am. So there. In that case, I guess I'll just have to blow up the planet Earth. <laughs> and then Herman, very, very upset. He thinks he's just caused the doom of the world. Yes. His this face. This oh. dad, though. I'll rip off your arm and shove it down yes. your throat. I believe him. Yeah. How about, hey, man, you're talking about kids, and then you yeah. came out and freaked them out. Can you not do that anymore, you, yeah. you perv? Yeah, everybody plays along with the game for some reason with the Hermit at all times. When easily you just gotta be like, Are you a grown man? These are children. Leave them alone. That's all you gotta do. Are you the head alien? No, dumbass. I'm their father. I'm yeah. this kid's yeah. dad. So Herman, very scared, very upset. He gets up, oh my goodness, and then speed runs up the stairs. <laughs> and he runs up the basement right to Lily. Grabs Lily. Lily, Lily, the world's going to end, and it's all my fault. Lily tries to console him, and Marilyn looks like uh, WTF, IDK. Like, (laughs) I don't don't fucking know. (laughs) Don't look at me. This guy's crazy. Now, Grandpa comes home, opens up the door. No one's around. Herman, Lily, anyone around? Herman opens up the phone coffin and pulls Grandpa in. And they're all Herman, Lily, Marilyn, Grandpa. They're crammed in the coffin. And this made me laugh. And Herman has an infantry helmet on. Yes. It's from the war, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing I did notice, they're in this very close space with padded walls. The sound is very good. (laughs) There's no ADR here. It's all clean microphone. Yeah. So, yeah, no audio reflection. No bounce. No nothing. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. just pure uh, lines, right? As in God intended. 
Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then we get a waste of another 30 seconds as Herman explains what's going on. And Lily's like, eh. and Marilyn says he keeps talking about Martians. Grandpa, with an extreme close-up again and painted on nostrils, explains <laughs> that was no spaceship. The Air Force identified it as a child's toy sold in every department store. <laughs> and the Martians were just kids playing spacemen. Herman is so like sad about this. Yeah, he couldn't believe it. So uh, Grandpa like struggles to give him the envelope to open it up to find the evidence, as opposed to exiting the, the yeah. Coffin they don't leave the and, coffin. It's like get out, look, walk outside. Let's. I did enjoy this because poor Lily, she is like crushed underneath Herman's armpit. Marilyn's <laughs> like ah, and Grandpa isn't by the door, right? So they. They had to position them all in a way that made sense for the camera, I guess. So Herman gets the envelope. He pulls out the picture. It's a close-up of the saucer that says, Made in Japan. (laughs) Then Lily tears into him. You boneheaded dipshit, blah, blah, blah. Now what do you have to say for yourself? Well, that's the way the ball bounces. (laughs) That was it. We come back from the final commercial break. Herman back at the ham radio. He hasn't given up the ham radio. Nope. <laughs> he's ham for life, man. Uh, and he's got that tattooed across his stomach. Ham for life. Yeah. Ham for life. Uh, Herm- Herman goes ham is the name of the uh, That's, that's what it should have been episode. if yeah. it was written in 2008. Uh, Herman back at the ham radio. Family comes down, and it looks kind of like an intervention. They're like, they're going to get Herman off the ham radio. Yep. He just wants to find some music, maybe uh, some Lawrence Welk or something like that. I can't remember what he said. Then a call comes in from Spaceships, Spaceship, Spaceship 70, <laughs> calling Mars. Spaceship 70, calling Mars. Spaceship 70, calling Mars. Herman looks at the family. The family, for some reason, can hear it over the headphones. Uh, Herman looks at them and says, Spaceship 70, this is Earth. Lay off it, you big dummy. No one's going to. And then Herman hangs up on him and he goes, no one's going to fool me twice. He laughs. <laughs> then the whole family laughs. It's very proud. Now, this is normally where I would go. Credits. But it's not. Because yeah. they cut to inside like this beeping, bloopy UFO. Crazy, this crazy, ugly Martian oh, looks up directly into the camera yes. and says, my, those Earth people are getting rude. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> oh, okay. This is probably the best in joke they've ever the had. The best landing they've ever done. Yep, yep. And that alien did look weird. Wow. Oh, God, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess it's, it's like a fourth dimensional being because they can like look through through the <laughs> the yeah, dimensions. He's aware of the camera. <laughs> yeah. Like close encounters of the fourth kind, right here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. he's got one eyeball, one eyeball, like a big crooked nose, just giant. like dented in in the middle of his yeah, head. Yeah, it's just crazy looking. <laughs> it looks like I... someone like punched the mask and like, just, like <laughs> yeah. broke it. Like mm-hmm. get to the chair, he tripped and hit his face on the back of the chair, and it all crushed in. <laughs> and they didn't have time to bring makeup back out, so they're just like, just rolled it. I did see this costume was actually from a movie. Um, oh. Oh no! It's from a different TV episode, The Outer Limits. It's oh, Outer Limits like is the, the scarier is. Twilight Zone. I thought. Yeah, yeah. So that was season one, episode eighteen. If a Martian answers, hang up. What did you guys think? 
I'm going to give uh, I, I give an A for originality here mm-hmm. because it's not a weird invention. They're not trying to make money. Grandpa's not leaving the house. They did something uh, like you kind of like I don't want to say new for them, but they did something that we haven't run into in a while. But man, and everything that's good in this episode is it's right. It's right on the fence of man, this is good stuff. But man, is Herman just super dumb? Mm-hmm. Like beyond normal dumb in this one. Like doesn't question anything about the Martians at all. He's like just right along with it. Oh yeah, that's that's what it is. Not somebody else could have like been contacting him and like playing a joke or anything like that. Also, I mean, like do these like you know uh, it looked like they were at school or whatever. So I guess unless the following day was the weekend, like these kids ever tell like. Eddie, like, man, we heard, after we left, this guy started talking to us. Uh, this kid started talking to us on on the walkie talkies. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, nobody knew Herman didn't tell anybody yeah. at home that he talked to merchants other than Grandpa. Oh yeah, yeah, that was until the, the later in the evening they told everyone. Yeah, but so it, yeah, it's it's not a bad episode, but man, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, ugh. Hmm. What do you think, Terry? Yeah, I liked it generally. I really did like the, the, the ham radio thing. I thought that was just so weird, but I just liked Herman. He he was like on like top of this episode. Like this is one of my favorite Herman. Like he's really having a blast, it feels like in this. Um and he, he is really funny in this episode too. All of the weird facial expressions <clears throat> he's making, he's really smug when he's like, Yeah, calling that guy a loser, lay off you big dummy and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like He sings. Yeah, he's seeing that was really yeah. iconic. Yeah, um, and like when oh yeah when <laughs> the guy tells him he's gonna break his arm off and like shove it, he's like, "Well, you can't find me, so there." And he's like mm-hmm. acting all like, oh, "I just I don't know." Something about Herman in this was very funny. So yeah, I I, I like this quite a bit actually. And the more I think about it, I'm like happy that it's different and they 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 stuck the landing. I think. Oh, they for sure stuck the landing. So this one is seven point six on IMDb. And I think that's low. Oh, whoa. I think it should be whoa, like a 7-7 seven, seven <laughs> or a 7-8. Not quite an 8. But this episode, they still... So my one of my biggest complaints about the Munsters so far is they spend a lot of time re-explaining what we just saw. Yeah. And this episode has less of that. So I like that. Mm-hmm. It has... It has a fun opening with the whole FCC and the ham radio and like, okay, premise. No, there's no such thing as a B plot in this show. Everything is just all a plot, um, a to B sort of stuff. But Herman's dumb reminds me of Homer Simpson dumb when Homer Simpson, when the Simpsons were in their prime, right? And that those Mm -hmm. like first, like, four three like season three to season eight sort of thing herman's not he's nice he's pleasant he's affable but he's just gullible and i like the gullible stuff because he has weird reactions to stuff the thing i didn't really like was grandpa and the divining rod and here's Mm, another invention that's true yeah there there could have been the when you have somebody when you have a character that gullible and dumb right you need to have somebody that isn't dumb to try to reel him in, but still he, and, and that's, I guess that Lily, but Lily comes across almost as just mean and condescending. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I really enjoyed Hermanus when the, I got Mars, I got Mars. And then just like, oh, yeah, well, you can't get me. Then I'll blow up the Earth. Uh, you know, like that whole, <laughs> those sequences to me are awesome. Yes. Um, the, I, Some I, of the stuff in between I could do without, though. The, the problem with the divining rod thing is he's on a ham radio. Mm-hmm. And he's been talking to people in like Italy and Australia and a whole bunch of other places all day. So why they, why do they think they can just go walk out and find him? Like, yeah, they, I don't know. The alien said we've entered your atmosphere. That's yes. all they tell them They're on they Earth. Yeah. yeah, they don't yeah. tell them where. And oh, well, let's just go walk around for an hour. I'm sure we can find something. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's like Hermica got well, and the kids know that it's somebody local, right? Because mm-hmm. they're on yeah. walkie talkies. Herman has no idea so he, he could have easily said well where have you landed and they could have said mockingburn heights and that would have blown herman's mind mm-hmm. oh like, yeah i live in mockingburn heights and that's what should have made grandpa faint if grandpa's gonna faint or something like that and then herman could have been like well i'm gonna go find him and then we get the defining rod i think there's a way to make grandpa the the not gullible to Herman's gullible. Because there's so many episodes to see Herman as the reasonable one. The skeptic, yeah. the voice of reason. And then we get this episode where Herman is loony and just out there. Yeah. And Grandpa between that, goes all between that and Grandpa fainting, like, obviously aliens are the thing that really set the monsters off. Because it's the thing that if everyone else in the world is normal compared to them. Yes. Aliens are the one thing that's not normal. Yeah, that's and true. And that really... It really throws Herman for a loop. It makes Grandpa pass out. That's a good call, Keith. So the monsters think they're normal. They think everyone else is weird. But the thing that really blows their mind is the extraterrestrial mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and like, that turns out to be true. Abnormal. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. the, the pinnacle of something from totally different. Yeah. Can't even imagine. It could be any shape of being. You know, we see so many types of aliens. It could be an ET-esque thing. It could mm-hmm. be... I don't know, some sort of shape-shifting creep that, like, mm-hmm. takes over your body. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Could have been the oil and bean can robot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this episode. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite, but I was like, mm-hmm. I like this episode. See, it's like there's weird little things in the whole, like, the, the whole story that, like, boy, they're like, you could tell that they're finding their voice. Yeah, and it it just took them, unfortunately, like twelve episodes to get there, thirteen episodes to get there. Yeah, it feels like it's on a groove. Like, if, like these last few have all been pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. And I do like the fact that they go to something that's like not where they're at than with the other with the alien that's like reached out to them. I that's because I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Also, I I did also enjoy Herman getting shot in the face with water. Because <laughs> that, that made, it made me laugh. It doesn't. Yeah. Like the 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 setup or the explanation is ridiculous because there's mm. no way they should have gone that long for over an hour and one either not found water or two not realized it was set to water, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean they should find water everywhere. It's like the science dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> water kills the aliens. Well, our atmosphere is like eighty percent water. Whatever, or the Earth is covered eighty percent water, and there's nothing but water vapor in the atmosphere, so they should just mm-hmm. die instantly. Uh, well, that's why David Bowie came to Earth to, you know, start up his startup tech company and save his planet. Yeah, it was David Bowie. 
Yeah, that, he was the star of that one. Maybe oh. I talked about earlier. Whatever it was. Man, called. that went right over my head. I'm yeah. surprised I, I, I heard it, but it didn't process it. It's <laughs> like, oh, this David Bowie chap sounds like a fine gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Man who fell to Earth. Oh, there you go. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so season one, episode eighteen. If a Martian answers, hang up. Well, if the babysitter answers, what breaks her? I think I, I think the easy thing is to say grandpa passing out because he oh. doesn't he's never faced by anything else and he's he's freaked. Oh, and that um, startles her. Yeah, but I'm going to say more that she's she breaks when um, she realizes that she could have used Eddie's ears to open cans all these years. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that that's definitely a breaking moment. Like what? His ears open cans. Yeah, I think uh, what breaks her is that she's gonna. She probably she's a ham radio enthusiast herself. She hears this, <laughs> this yep. beautiful voice coming through t- one day to her channel, just singing this lovely song, and she's just awestruck by it. And then you know, the next day she goes to the monster's household and she realizes he was the one with that the yeah. golden pipes. It was yeah. Herman. Oh, I heard this lovely my mother's eyes. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I like that. She's a ham radio enthusiast herself. <laughs> and that she's the one that got Herman on the ham radios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She wouldn't shut up about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, I like the ba- that. The babysitter is like the greatest character on this entire show. Oh, yes, for sure. Yes. And she's only in one episode. So I think what breaks the babysitter is the, the UFO was made in Japan. <laughs> and it was on a label that's very visible. Yeah. Like she was in that coffin too. And as soon as Herman pulls out that picture says made Japan and it wasn't blown up very big because no. think about like, if you had to magnify the the picture back then, it would have made it all fuzzy. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't have computers. They just would have had to do something. Uh, so she's like, you didn't see the made in Japan <laughs> tag. That's very visible. Like, oh, Herman, I was with you. I wanted you to find Martians, and it turns out it was made in Japan. Uh, that's the thing that broke her. Because she was mm-hmm. she was fully invested in the Martian tale. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go out with Grandpa and Herman, but she's like, well, I got to work in the morning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody's got to look after Eddie while they're all yeah. out there doing stuff. Yeah. Grandpa didn't even take his shovel. Well. All right. Well, man, that's another episode of this this show. Yeah. Yep. I've been pleasantly surprised with the last handful of weeks of, of uh, whatchamacallit. Me too. What ever, we're doing. I feel like ever since we watched that many monsters, things have been very good. Yeah, maybe it was the perfect palate cleanser. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, either my ex- expectations have shifted or maybe the quality just got better. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. You're right, Bit of, bit of column A, bit of column B. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a bit of both. All right. Well, Keith. Yeah. What kind of stuff you got for the peoples? Wow, boy, I got lots of stuff. Um, folks, head on over to That Was Great, Wasn't It? We are right in the middle of Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. Yank Justice and the crew, they're cross-country trying to stop an elderly billionaire, finding the fountain of youth, and I am loving every minute of it. An elderly billionaire trying to find the fountain of youth. If yep. you would have said this was law and order and it was ripped from the headlines, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I am legit loving this cartoon. And wow. it, in the 80s action insanity of it, 
Um, also, the pop-up film cast summer tour. A uh, few dates left on that uh, tour, so go through and check that out. Also, a few more dates left on the pop-up film cast summer yep. tour. Yep. Coming to a city near you. Oh. Trying to, trying to. Yeah. Rough. All right, uh, Terry, Terry Bowberry, what do you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> Banana fan. That's right. Um, well, uh, you know, you can listen to my other podcast, Run the Real. It's strictly through Ham Radio. Uh, we we do it live. It comes out every Tuesday morning. Um, live every Tuesday morning via Ham Radio. That's right. What's your call letters? Uh, well, it's R T R uh, R E L L five five. Yeah, there's a five at the end. Um, so that's why Keith always thinks it's run the real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually it's run the real five. five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keith's a he's a loyal Ham Radio listener. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, we do a episode every Tuesday. Be be with like uh, category kind of things. So right now we're doing probably Kurosawa movies still. Nice. So check it out. Yeah, I think we're probably going to be on Ran, which is uh, one of his mid movies. I think it came out in like the 80s. So it's uh, based off a of Shakespeare thing, King Lear. So oh, it, I was pleasantly surprised by it. It was pretty cool. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. I like yeah. that. All right. And what about as- you, Derek? You got anything? Oh, let me think real hard. I got nothing. <laughs> I got this, and that's that's all I need. I've got this, and that's all I need. That's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, until next time, what do we always say? It's always... You want to know about Johnny Cool? Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I usually judge a guy by the way he gambles. I can tell you that this cat gambles real cool and only for the highest stakes, like your life. Anybody who meets cool has got to be a loser. He's a murder machine. No matter what number he rolls, comes up killed. Johnny Cool. Headline hot, the terror behind Cosa Nostra, the brotherhood of crime. What do you know about Johnny Cool? Oh, I know a great deal about Johnny Cool. Maybe more than anyone. I know he's a killer. I've seen him kill. But I don't know who turned him into a murder machine and why he kills. Yet I love him, even though I know very well that it's just as easy for him to kill me as it is to kiss me. Johnny, I need you. I need you right now. Damn. What do you know about Johnny Cool? I know a great deal about Johnny Cool. I know that he's one of the most exciting fiction characters I've ever come across. That's why I decided to make Johnny Cool my first picture as producer. <laughs> Johnny Cool is a murder machine. So weird. Created to kill with great skill. Look at the microphone. I think most of you will find Johnny Cool extremely exciting entertainment. I think all of you may be a bit shaken by this bold behind the scenes view of the cold power of the international crime syndicate. Johnny Cool, the international murder machine they couldn't turn off. A suitcase with a bomb and a pool. Oh, they really blew up a pool. What do you know about Johnny Cool? <laughs> you think an explosion we could be dead? Johnny Cool? Oh, no, no. Funny. <clears throat> you see, I am Johnny Cool. And I know what they say about me. A lot of it is true. As you see, I take my work seriously. I never get excited. I'm calm, careful. That's why they call me Johnny Cool. Henry Silva, Elizabeth Montgomery. Guest stars Jim Backus, Joey Bishop, 
Mort Saul, Kelly Savalas, and Sammy Davis Jr. as Educated. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.